Hello, my beautiful friends, and welcome to the Call Shelly podcast. I'm your host, Shelly Venable, life coach extraordinaire. I am so happy that you're tuning in today. Wherever you are, whatever your mindset, when you push play, I hope that this podcast will leave you better off than when you started. I was visiting an old friend this weekend that I hadn't seen in a while. And we were catching up like friends do, you know. She was sharing about her life, and I, of course, was asking all the probing questions. Side note, if you hang around me very much, you know that I love to ask questions. (laughs) I love to understand why people are the way that they are. I'm so curious about people and what makes them tick. I think it's just my way of connecting on a deeper level. I'm always studying people because they're just so fascinating to me. I feel like if I can understand a few fundamental things about you or the situation you're in, it helps me know you and in turn know what you need. And if I really like you, I'll listen intently to your answers and probably do a little life coaching in the end if you let me. (laughs) You may even like it. You never know. But back to my friend. After we were all caught up with her, she started in on me. And while we were covering all the topics, she asked me, what was it that made me want to be a life coach? And honestly, I don't think anyone has ever asked me that question. I think if you know me, it's obvious that I like to use the wisdom I've acquired from all of my life experiences and the things that I've been through to help people, to help them get through those same things, life, and hopefully slightly more gracefully than I did. (laughs) So maybe that's why no one has ever asked me that question. It seems too obvious, the answer. But as I told her the story, I thought to myself, I have to share this on the pod. Duh. Are you ready for story time? Call Shelly story time. It all began for me in 2019. Me and my husband's first year of marriage. And let me tell you, life was utterly blissful. It felt like nothing could touch us. We were walking around 10 feet off the ground, absolutely floating on air, until a series of events put my husband in the hospital several times in the course of just a few months. Talk about a plot twist. We hadn't even been married a full calendar year, and my husband's internal defibrillator, a device that was planted implanted days before our wedding as a precaution, but ultimately to keep my husband alive and his heart beating, had already shocked him more times than I could keep track of. I think all of the above and more gave me PTSD. No, really, I don't think I know. It stole my blissful innocence that I had finally found the love of my life and we were going to live happily ever after. Were we gonna live happily ever after? 
Or was our time going to be stolen away or cut short? It was rough. I was not okay. But I didn't have time to deal with all that, you know, let alone stop and process or feel anything. I felt like I had to be strong for him. I had to keep our life going. I couldn't crumble under all this pressure. I mean, most of the people in my life didn't even know this was happening. I was just powering through. I felt like if I stopped, I would self-destruct. Then, on top of all that, I started waking up in the middle of the night having insane panic attacks, which I didn't even know that's what it was at the time. I felt like I was I felt like I was the one that was dying. And no one, no doctor could tell me what was wrong with me, which made the fear inside of me grow even more. I know this is heavy stuff. And if anyone has gone through anything similar or is going through anything similar, my heart is truly with you. All of this chaos led me to try and control the controllable. So I started working on my diet and my fitness and my sleep schedule. I started to eliminate things that had the potential to make me feel more anxious. All the inflammatory things. I had a few sessions with a therapist that did absolutely nothing. I don't blame them. Psychology was just not what I needed at the time. I started to read a lot. I started meditating regularly. I started to take care of myself on a whole new level. By the end of 2020, I had lost a lot of weight. I was physically feeling the best I had in years. But these dark thoughts about losing my husband would still creep up and paralyze me with fear. My doctor prescribed me Xanax. But I knew that taking it would just be a Band-Aid. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It just wasn't the route I wanted to explore at the time. Then, out of the blue one day, I was reading the book, You Are a Badass, How to Stop Doubting Your Greatness and Start Living an Awesome Life by Jen Sincero, which is a great book, by the way. And she briefly talks in her book about herself being a life coach. I honestly don't even remember the context at this point, but I remember reading the words life coach. I remember laying the book down and saying life coach out loud, life coach, like I had never seen or read or spoken those words before in my life. And something about that moment felt serendipitous magical, like it was destiny. (laughs) And I knew in that moment that I had to figure out what that meant and how I could become one. As the year turned over into 2021, I started to do research and I found an amazing life coach of my own and started being coached weekly. And this is where I started experiencing real, profound change. The method that my coach uses and the method that I now use always starts with your thoughts. 
Guys, it's all about our thoughts. Who knew? (laughs) When it comes to any goals, life circumstances, relationship stuff, or struggles of any kind, you name it, what is most important is to uncover and discover what we are thinking about those things. Because our thoughts become our words, our words become our beliefs, our beliefs become our actions, our actions become our habits, and our habits become our realities. It all starts with our thoughts. So leading up to one of my weekly coaching sessions, I was feeling so spun out that particular week on my thoughts and fears about Douglas, my husband. And because of the coaching I had already received up to that point, I noticed, keyword, I noticed that the reoccurring thought that I was thinking about Douglas was, I don't want him to die. I don't want him to die. And my brain would just loop that thought on repeat over and over. Like even when I was sitting next to him and nothing was wrong, absolutely nothing was wrong, my brain would be looping that thought. If I walked out of the room and he was too quiet for five seconds, I'd think the worst. If he was away from home and I didn't hear from him, my thoughts would spin out. My brain couldn't relax or get past this. It could not get past this. So I did what I was supposed to do. I brought it up in my coaching session because that is a perfect place to unpack a thought. And man, did we unpack. And then there were tears. Oh, there were tears. Saying all of this out loud for the first time, as you could imagine, was very emotional and raw. It was like confessing my worst fear for the first time. Like, Nobody else knew that I was thinking these awful thoughts. And so I was confessing it for the first time. And that was a lot. (laughs) And I realized in that session that (sighs) I needed to be kinder to myself. Ugh, don't we all? And that it was okay for me to give myself space to feel what I felt, to feel those scary thoughts, to feel that fear. To feel the terror of the what ifs, to feel the sadness, to mourn the expectations, to feel it all. I hadn't given myself the space to feel it, to have compassion on myself, to be there for myself. My avoidance of feeling all of it was giving me the panic attacks. I know that now. But after that, I was able to see with my coach's help that thinking that thought, I don't want Douglas to die, was not serving me or him in any way whatsoever. Because here's the thing. I didn't want Douglas to die, but my reoccurring thoughts were taking me out of the present moment and robbing me of my life with him now. He might as well have been dead, according to my thoughts, because I wasn't living with him. I was on a different planet far, far away. I wasn't soaking in every moment, enjoying the time we do have together. Does that make sense? So my coach asked me, what is a thought that you could think that is true and 
beneficial to this situation. And it hit me. Ooh, it hit me. Douglas is alive. Douglas is alive right here, right now. Douglas is alive and I'm going to live as fully in the present moment with him that I can. I'm not going to waste one more precious moment. And it was a miracle. In that moment, I was forever set free from that reoccurring thought. And whenever the old one tries to creep back in, I just say out loud, Douglas is alive and I'm free all over again. Wow, what a gift. I'm like reliving it as I'm telling you the story. It's making me emotional. I went on to have many other profound moments like that in my coaching sessions and alone as I learned to coach myself and others. I've shared some of those breakthroughs on this podcast. I mean, do you guys remember the one where I had the breakthrough that when I thought that I wasn't smart? That's a good one. Wow, that was that was a game changer. Ah. I hope I you know, I've had so many breakthroughs with my thoughts. And I've shared them on the podcast and I will continue to share them just because they're so powerful. Seeing people's lives changed by simply changing their thoughts is an unbelievable experience to behold. It's a miracle happening right before your eyes. And I don't think I'll ever get tired of it. It will never not be breathtaking. And that is why I became a life coach. My dream is to positively impact as many people as I possibly can in this one precious life I have. The goal is a million people. That's my definition of a millionaire. I hope you enjoyed my story. You're amazing and I love you. Thank you for listening you don't know how much it means to me. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a review. Your genuine opinion helps new listeners decide if this podcast is worth their time. And also, when I see a new review, it just surprises and delights me. I don't have a website yet, but you can find me, Call Shelly, on all the social platforms. Please come say hello. I would love to hear from you. And stay tuned for more episodes like this coming soon. Have a beautiful day.